Hey guys, welcome to the Final Boys. Well, Final Boy today, Dustin's actually being an adult at work right now, but we did record a special episode during Phoenix Comic Fest 2018. We got some spooky stories from a few random individuals that we met at the event, and we also ran into some friends and got some of their stories as well. So we wanted to share these with you guys, and hopefully have a good time. Thanks. And come to mommy. So, um, yeah, if you want to tell us, like, your story, that'd be awesome. Okay, yeah, totally. And what was your name? Nicole. I'm Dustin. Hi, Dustin. Nice to meet you. So, me and a friend, bunch of friends were out at um, Peralta Trailhead. I don't know if you guys are local no, at all. I haven't been there. Um, it's out East Valley, like, you're going to Florence, and, you know, the Lost Dutchman Mine and all that fun stuff, they got stories about that out there, but we were just out there hanging out one night just sitting around it's like okay you get that feeling on the back of your neck like you're being watched and we started hearing things it's like what is going on like all right and then all of a sudden it was like we got to go we got to go now because things kept moving and rustling and getting closer and closer so we hopped in the truck took off we're hauling tail as fast as we could to get back to the highway and I look out the side of the window, and there's this shadow just lopping at me. And not like an animal stride. This was like probably somebody six foot two ish, six foot three ish, probably 180 ish, just loping in an animal skin next to us. And it was just completely terrifying. And I, you know, looked over. I'm like, no, ah, we gotta go, we gotta go, we gotta. And I looked over again, and his hand come up, and it was wrapped in a claw. And just took a swipe at the door as we were charging. We were like, (laughs) (laughs) and just totally, you know, balls to the wall out of there. And just it chased us once we hit the highway for probably about a good half mile. And we finally got into civilization because there was nothing out there except the Renaissance Festival at that point. Um, Now it's all like developed up and everything. And we got to the gas station, got out of the car, and we're like, did that just what, 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 what? looking at each other checking the car we're checking each other it's like are we okay what what the hell was that and we talked to somebody inside the grocery the the gas station there and they're like oh yeah that was a total skinwalker we're like what's a skinwalker and then they told us what a skinwalker was it's like different urban legends indian medicine man dons the skins of animals that they've taken down and absorbed their spirits and their essence and sometimes they're not exactly sane (laughs) and they we didn't like when we were there, so he chased us out. Wow. I haven't been back there since. That, I was going to ask you if you've gone back. That's <laughs> no, insane. No, I drive past there every time. You're like, no, no, I'm not nope. stopping. Yeah. I'm not, nope, that. nope. You, almost, you close your eyes when, as you're driving by. You're like, no, this stretch of land, I'm just going to. Yeah. Yeah, because, yeah, wow. you know, we go to the Renaissance Festival, actually, we work it. So oh, I cool. have to drive past that to get to the site. And you know, you're just like, no. I'm like, yep, 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 yep. Yeah, I'm not doing that shit. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. Wow. And that's never, nothing ever like that's ever happened again. No. 
Wow. I haven't been back out there. Nothing like Never that's ever happened again. Never test it ever again. Yeah, <laughs> no, that was, once was enough for me on that one because wow. <laughs> it was, well, it was a trip. That's the first skinwalker story I've heard in real life. Like, honestly, <laughs> I've heard stories like on the internet, but like, that's crazy. I mean, if you're... You're feeling up for it. Head out there. Yeah, maybe <laughs> no. we'll do a lot. Well, why not? I'm good. We'll do like a, okay. <laughs> if you want to go, just me. Yeah, you can take your girlfriend. Me. I'm yeah, good, okay. dude. <laughs> uh, so my name's Chris Harris. Um, yeah, I've been living in Arizona for most of my life. Uh, but the story I have is I was out camping with a bunch of friends of mine um, before we all kind of life hit us and we all went on our different ways. Uh, we were up north. I just, think um like about halfway to flagstaff before we pulled off to go camping and we were all just like chilling up by the fire and we had uh, i was kind of getting like a little paranoid feeling uh like you know hair standing on the back of your neck somebody's watching you kind of creepy shit like that um and i was always taking my flashlight and like scanning the bushes and it wouldn't go very far it's like you know how you have dark and then you have uber dark <laughs> And beyond the trees, it was that uber dark. It was like the light wasn't passing through. Um, and we ended up going for a little hike, uh, just to, like clear our heads a little bit, just, like enjoy the night. We got to a point and we were all feeling like, okay, maybe we should turn around and go back to the camp. It's like, because something is beyond this, this point of stopping point that was not a good energy. Um, and so we're like, okay. So we just turned around and started walking back. Those who had knives pulled them out. <laughs> Those who had a gun pulled it out. <laughs> um, and then we got to a point and we all felt like it was following us and felt like, okay, do we need to run? It's like, yeah, let's, let's run. And so we all put the stuff away and kept, and then ran back to the camp. And once we got back to the camp, the one friend who didn't have his gun on him grabbed it from the truck, and we all went back into the tent. When we were in the tent, um, it was one of those, uh, like, it could seat, uh, sit four people in the main section, and then it had, like, a closed-off uh, outer section. That's normally, like, you know, uh, a netting and then, like, a fly kind of thing. It's like a little mudroom. That's where I was sleeping, because I didn't fit in the rest of them. As I was setting up, I felt... Uh, or in, heard something kind of skittering around the tent but there was nothing out there like we checked before we went in and it was like the sounds didn't match anything normal and um, one of them or, and there was one point where it's like I'm over by the front corner and we essentially just I hear like rustling and somebody like scratching at the tent I was like what the hell is going on it's like what the f- and uh, as I'm sitting there, it's like, guys, there's there's something out there. It's like, no, there's nothing out there. We're fine. Don't worry about it. And as soon as they said that, I was possessed. <laughs> I couldn't speak. I couldn't move. I pretty much curled into the fetal position and couldn't even breathe uh, for a good, uh, I want to say, minute. Um and my friends had to, like, come over, grab me, pull me in with them. We were all very religious at that point. Uh, and they said a prayer, and whatever was, let go. And I was able to breathe, I was able to cry, I was able to <laughs> uh, speak. And that we, we made room for, my, for me in that main section of the tent. <laughs> but, yeah. It was like, because originally, just like, uh, just like, I would 
no camp out it, with my, my dad, and we would both be in cots in that open part, and our tent, it was all just a f- like mesh. But with that one, it was like, yeah, it was closed off. So normally it's like, yeah, in the mesh, you could see everything. But so it's like, oh, yeah, it's no different. It's just a little bit more cover and a little less, uh, more wind resistance. So it's like, yeah, totally fine. But yeah, then that happened. We're like, uh, fuck no, I'm getting in here. Um, but yeah, and then, yeah, the next day, it's like we, we get up and, yeah, we look and everything was all bright and sunshine and clear. And we all was like, okay, we good? Yeah, let, let's go. <laughs> So yeah, it's yeah. That's my possession story. It's, that's it's, insane, dude. <laughs> Has it ever happened to you again? Like no, it's like no nothing. Just come close to that <laughs> at all. Like I've had bad. Like I've been out in places and I've had bad vibes or bad energy in certain areas. Uh, and usually it's like I leave. It's like not investigating further. It's like it's like I'm out hiking on. Uh, and it's like all right, yeah. It's like nah, this is good. Then I'll just take one step further, and it's like, and now we're not okay. So there's something in this general area that's not right. So then I would just kind of take a step back and turn around and go in a different direction. Uh, and usually, or head back to the camp. Uh, but yeah, nothing's ever come close to that. That is absolutely insane. Well, luckily, you were free, you know? Yeah, me too. Because <laughs> I couldn't hold my breath for that long. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, so. Thank you so much for sharing. Yeah, really not a problem. Alright, my name is Kyle Williams. My Twitter handle, Kyle Williams at Rev Wanderer. And this is my ghost story. Not much to it. I was uh, on vacation in Myrtle Beach. We were. It was. Uh, it was for an EverQuest thing that we call ChronoFest, like Guild Chronology. Did this, did this thing every year. They all got together and had a huge party. So this was at ChronoFest in Myrtle Beach. So having this huge party, rented this big house on the beach. And nice place, beautiful place. But um, I'm rooming with the only other single guy that was there. Everybody else, like, with couples and had their own room. And then me and the single guy got a room that, that we shared with bunk beds and everything. And it's late at night. We're trying to go to sleep and everything. And I... I'm... Laying there, looking over at the other guy's bed. I'm sleeping in one bed, he's in the other one. I'm looking over at his bed, and I just see the shadow at the end of his bed. And I think, at first, I thought it was him. I thought he was, like, just standing there at the edge of the bed for some reason. And I was like, dude, what are you doing? And then I hear a voice come from the bed, his voice. Like, he's like, what are you talking about? And I was like, oh, you're laying down in bed. Then who's that standing right there? There's nobody else in the room. And he's like, oh, I don't know. And then he starts freaking out. He's like, oh, I felt something shaking my bed. Like, and so he starts freaking out. And we both, like, because he's, like, something was shaking his bed and everything. And I'm like, well, fuck this. So me and him get up and went downstairs and had a beer and watched and watched some late-night cartoons for a little while. Just, like, chill out, you know. Just be like, that was really weird. I don't know what's going on. For sure. Did you do any kind of, like, investigation or, like, like on the property or anything like that? No, nothing like that. How many, how many more nights did you have to stay there? Uh, we were there for a week, two weeks, I think. No, it was a week, just one week. So that was that first, second night that we were there when that happened. Or did you sleep in so, that same still, room? So still had to stay in that same room, and still nothing. slept in the same bed. Didn't, didn't see anything else after that, but it was just that one weird wow. moment. Yeah. That's really cool, man. Yeah. <laughs> hey, this is uh, Chad. Uh, I've... Uh, 
somewhat of a spooky story, uh, my own personal account. So I worked in a, a very old facility that dates back to World War II. Um, and uh, this facility was uh, used by the U.S. Army uh, to, to build and assemble our uh, fighter jets, or our fighter planes during that time. Um, and after the war, it was uh, reused for multiple, um, I don't know, like multiple uses. And the facility uh, later on in the 60s uh, was renovated uh, to handle more humans instead of just as a factory. Uh, so during this process of the reconstruction, uh, there was a uh, worker who was on the third deck of the facility and fell down the elevator shaft. And uh, the story goes that he was a very heavy cigar smoker. Um, so go on town to today's dates, um, my personal account and many others I've worked with on the on the mid-shift, uh, when we were the last people in the facility, um, you'd be going down that elevator, and it's only when you're by yourself, not with anyone else, you would smell a strong cigar smell down the elevator shaft. And that's not the only thing, so when you're on the third deck only, not, not the other decks, uh, the bathroom we have there is, uh, we have the, the water fountains that turn on, or the water faucets, and then the, the paper towel dispensers that were the automatic ones. And you'll be in the bathroom by yourself, and all of a sudden, all of them turn on at the same time. Um, and we'll be the only people on that floor, and you'll hear footsteps. And you go out to investigate, because there should be no one else in the facility on that floor, and there's no one there. And and it's not just me, but there's been many people as far back as the 60s, basically, uh, that have been reporting this. And, uh, yeah, the, the cigar smell is very strong going down the elevator shaft, so we're not sure what's going on there, but it's happened to me, a bunch of friends, and, yeah. So an old uh, World War II facility that was uh, renovated uh, for the Army, and... Uh, Someone's still in there. Can you say where, where it is? Um, I'll just say it's on the West Coast. It's on the West Coast? Yep. All right, my name is Leilani, and uh, the story I have is actually uh, something that happened to my sister. So when, uh, not so much now, but when my sister was younger, she would actually see uh, people. And so... My grandparents have an old farmhouse. Uh, it's a retired farm, and she would. It's been in the family for generations. And uh, when we would go there every summer, she would tell me stuff about like the things that she would see. I never really believed her, but now that we're older, I've had a few other things happen myself. So. Um, one of the things that she would see, she would always bring up the same two spirits every year. So um, there would be an attic, and we actually would sleep in the attic. Like there was some storage there, but like it was like where my dad grew up, and like that's where he slept. So my sister, when she was little, she would always complain of the little girl in the attic. And there was a little girl that was. Um, maybe around six or seven years old, and apparently she passed away in the attic. And my grandparents knew about it. They never told us about it because they didn't want to scare us, but they had to tell us when we were older because 
my sister would constantly talk about it as a little kid. So um, she would always see her appear through the window from the outside. So no true intelligent interaction, just more residual. But there was a man in the attic that would talk to my sister on the way up the staircase. And she would tell me that his head would be entirely tilted sideways and his head would be stuck that way. And he would tell her to be careful because he fell down the stairs. So if you could imagine hearing this from an eight-year-old and then to add to the creep factor, the room that the staircase led to was full of dolls. All old, antique, creepy, roly-eyed little dolls. And they're still there. And now, as adults, my sister and I will not go up those stairs. We will not go, like, we will stay out on, like, the roll-out couch downstairs to avoid going in the doll room. Because the, the, the man still, like, my sister, she's like, I don't see him so much now because she's older. She can feel him. Wow. Mm-hmm. That is terrifying. And so your grandparents still live there? Yeah, my, my grandpa, he passed away, but my grandma still lives in there. And she auctioned off a whole bunch of her stuff there because it's just, you know, 60, 70 years worth of flea markets, that kind of thing. And um, they, they, they like to talk. I'm like, oh, I don't know anything about that. But when uh, you actually confront her about the history of the home, that's when she'll talk about these people. But she won't actually want to go into the fact that these people are still around. Yeah. That's terrifying. It is terrifying. So that's why, you know, stay on the ground floor, don't go upstairs, but... And you had one more story about your mom that lived in the Philippines? Well, actually, no. The, the one that I, I know more about, I wouldn't be able to tell the Philippines one as well, but the one um, that I was actually here for was um, in Jerome. So my aunt is also sensitive, and she came down here from Canada, and we were up at this one general store in Jerome, and she didn't say or see anything. Well, she said more something weird than actually seeing anything, but it really freaked the store manager out. And uh, basically what happened was is uh, she went into the the general store and she went to the store owner and she said you need to get rid of the candles in the back and the store owner's like what are you talking about she's like the man that's been breaking your candles in the back room he doesn't like the smell of them you need to get rid of the candles in the back and my aunt likes to freak people out with that kind of gift so when she said that to the store owner he's like I'll be back in a minute he went out back and he like had to fix the problem like straight away but that that's the kind of things that you see when your families are sensitive that's another crazy story that's awesome yeah all right so and you like horror films right love them okay so uh, I have two questions for you what is your favorite horror film That's tough. Um, 
I really wish I could pick a favorite. I don't, can't, I will say, okay, I, w I don't know if I have like an all-time favorite, but I will say I did appreciate the, the new uh, interpretation of Pennywise. Okay, so I did like that, definitely. All right, my second question is a would you rather, would you rather uh, wake up in a jigsaw trap or fall asleep knowing that Freddy will visit you? Uh, I don't feel like there's a right answer. <laughs> like, either one of those scenarios. I don't know. I feel like maybe the jigsaw trap. But maybe there's a, a chance that you can get out of it? A small chance, if any. But, I mean, Freddie, no, thank you. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm good. <laughs> thank you so much for your story. Yeah, thank you. I'm Sarah. I, uh... I'm the co-editor-in-chief of Geeks Who Eat, and here's my scary story. Ooh. So I have been a firm believer of goat and ghosts since I was a kid. Like, I visited the Whaley House in San Diego. I've, I've had experiences there, like, when I was young. So I'm just always very open and perceptive. And in my parents' house here in Scottsdale, we had a kitchen ghost. And I was literally, one night I was up late and I was watching some movie and I was the only one awake in the whole house and I was downstairs next to the kitchen and I see somebody like in the kitchen, like walking like by the like, cause like you have like, you know, your counter and there's like the, the wall and, but there's like that opening so you can see into the kitchen from your living room. And we have, that was how the house was set up. And I saw like somebody walk by and I was like, who's awake? Like, cause it was like, you know, one in the morning. And so I like get up and my parents are both in bed asleep like hard asleep like nobody was getting up to go to the bathroom nothing like that like and I was just like are you kidding me like what's going on like what the hell like and so like then much later my, when my husband my ex-husband and I were living with my parents um he saw somebody in the kitchen and he used to also see small children running around the upstairs like and like I just, we, and then we were talking to my mom about it one night and we're like, yeah, there's like, you know, something going on in this house. Like there's something. And she's like, oh, you mean the lady in the kitchen? And I'm like, are you kidding? What? So we've all literally three of us had had the same experience without ever like talking to each other and feeding into it. And so it's just like one of those like things where like. I just, like, love my parents' house because of that. I'm like, have you seen the lady? Have you seen the lady? And what's even weirder, though, is ever since my dad died in 2008, nobody's seen the lady. Oh. So, like, even crazier, even creepier. And I'm like, wait, what? What? And does your mom still live in that house? Yes. Oh, cool. And she's had no experiences since my dad died. Wow. So was, maybe he, had, like, he was empathetic or, like, had something attached to him? Could be. That's Who knows? Crazy. All right. So um, my two rapid-fire questions are, what's your favorite horror movie? House of a Thousand Corpses. Okay, and uh, who is your favorite final girl and why is it Laurie Strode? It's uh, it's not Laurie Strode, but I'm trying to think of, like, who my favorite final girl is. Because, like, I don't know that I have, like, a favorite. Um, oh, man, that's, like, a really tough call. Like, I'm trying to think. I'm, like, going through my mental list of favorite horror movies and most of my favorite horror movies don't have like that final girl <laughs> like it's happy endings <laughs> they're, or they're or they're just like it's like a group of people surviving you know but oh man mm. 
Yeah, I mean, I like House of a Thousand Corpses. Nobody survived that one, so... Who, who's your favorite group? Oh, I mean... I love... Oh, jeez, I... Like, I'm... You know, my favorite final girl is Galen Ross from Dawn of the Dead. Oh, cool. <laughs> like, I'm going to go with that because she survives, and, like, I liked her. She was kind of a badass, and, like... I just, you know, I really dig on, like, the fact that they escaped and that was, like, mm-hmm. cool. But I just, I, I like all horror movies. I can't pick a favorite. That's not a fair question. And where can people find Geeks Who Eat? Uh, Geeks Who Eat on all social media. And then on YouTube, we are Two Geeks Who Eat. Cool. Thank you so much for your time. You're welcome.